Stat Media Group, delivering logistics news since 1986. Hello everyone, I am Raji John and this is Logistic Tech Dialogues presented by Kale Logistics Solutions. This is our weekly dialogue on innovations and technologies that make logistics move faster and deliver better. Logistic Tech Dialogues is brought to you in partnership with Kale Logistics Solutions, a trusted global logistics IT solutions provider for several Fortune 500 companies worldwide. Airports are engines of growth for local economies and a source of employment for the city or the region where they are located besides facilitating global trade. Edmonton International Airport in Canada is a self-funded, not-for-profit corporation whose mandate is to drive economic prosperity for the Edmonton metropolitan region. Edmonton International Airport is Canada's fifth busiest airport by passenger traffic and the largest major Canadian airport by land area. Edmonton International Airport's Airport City Sustainability Campus is a living lab for accelerating the development, testing, implementation, and commercialization of technology. My guest today is Myron Keane, Vice President, Air Service and Business Development at Edmonton International Airport. Myron has 30 years of experience working in the private and public sectors in North and South America, Asia and Europe. He has been leading several innovative projects at the airport and implementing them to make Edmonton International Airport as a key entry point into North America through various expansion projects. Myron joins me in this episode of Logistic Tech Dialogues to discuss how he is leading projects that drive innovation in e-commerce, cargo, logistics, advanced manufacturing and pharma. How does he intend to change the roles that airports play evolving beyond utilities into economic engines for cities, regions and countries using technology and innovations. Myron, welcome to Logistic Tech Dialogues. Thank you very much. I look forward to chatting with you in the audience. Myron, uh, pandemic continues to have its grip on uh, human society and businesses world over even after almost two years. Uh, what are your uh, reflections about how Edmonton Airport dealt with the crisis and what, according to you, are the biggest lessons you have learned for yourself as a leader and for the organization? Yeah, thank you. Great question. If I take a look back at what really occurred, we played a key role in the movement of goods, pharmaceuticals, PPE, e-commerce, even food during the pandemic. And because we made strategic investments in cargo over the last seven years in things like CIV Pharma, our cold chain and our cargo infrastructure, we became one of the fastest growing air cargo hubs in North America. It's really a multimodal hub. We're very, very well positioned with air, sea, land, and rail routes to connect. There are several significant advantages we took advantage of with our geographic location, uncongested industry leading operations, and our on-time performance, really expertise in cargo line. We are prepared to handle that volume, but we have a strong focus in our operational team and the ecosystem and experience to deal with the ever-changing COVID situation. We're now in an, another wave of COVID. Being nimble and adaptable, I think, is really important. That allows us to go that extra mile. 
So in the pandemics reminded us how important of supply chains and resiliency in supply chains. And normally people don't think about it because when they, when they order something, it shows up or when you need something, it's there. But as soon as we see that's impacted our lives, it's not smooth anymore. People then go, oh, there's a supply chain. I, I wonder if need to understand that a little further. So we continue to invest in the cargo infrastructure and our people as well as innovative new technologies to help streamline operations and improve efficiency. One of the things I think we learned the biggest learning out of anything was about our people. And really all of our keys to success are driven by our people, not just our airport staff, but all our business partners, our logistics providers, our airlines, our ground handlers, customs officers, regulators. It really is that entire ecosystem coming together that drove and allowed us to weather the supply chain disruptions. So it's really about the, those capabilities that shine through and why we were successful. Do you agree with the fact that organizations, uh, particularly in the, in the cargo and logistics sector, with a strong technology adoption and digitalization strategy had and continue to have an upper hand in dealing with the disruptions uh, like the COVID pandemic and the disruptions right now that we see in the, in the global supply chains? Yeah, I would say absolutely. I mean, the processing and interactions, transactions, communications, they had to move to digital channels. Paper was not the, not the solution. Everything is real time and everything is now on our phone. And why can't everything in cargo be on our phone and e-commerce and logistics on our phone? So these are the way of the future. They're, they're here. So for us, moving the business to higher technology literacy was, was a quick transition. And you have to do that to maintain business continuity. Trying to figure out how to handle paperwork during times where people couldn't be in offices was very, 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 very challenging. So we really focused on that for our growth. And we were able to do that and lead and drive. And we made significant investments in technology adoption, digitization strategies for the movement of cargo, but right across our entire ecosystem of the Airport City Sustainability Campus. Because cargo is integrated into everything else we do as well. So as the world evolves and changes, we believe that digitization is not only important to invest in previously, but it's it's important to invest in the future. Everything is moving in much, much different supply chains and the technology is what's driving those supply chains. So anyone who adapts to that, anyone who's embracing digitization is going to be a leader. Let's come to discuss some specific on the cargo business at Edmonton International Airport and cargo plays a very critical role in developing business for the airport and help to uh, contribute to local economy, like I said in the introduction, in terms of trade and employment. What do you think technology is playing uh, to increase the airport's cargo competitiveness? Well, great question. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, technology, and as your listeners all know, technology is embedded in everything we do. And those that are embracing digitization and leading it are driving and are going to win. They'll be the leaders and people are being disrupted. I, we would rather be a disruptor than be disrupted as, a, as an organization. So I'll, I'll just maybe take a step up for a second. We're not a typical airport. A lot of airports operate in a utility model. We're here to serve passengers and cargo. We're really about being an economic driver for our region. And Reggie, the three years prior to COVID, we were able to drive our economic impact. We over doubled our economic impact for the region. We over, created over $1.6 billion of private investment over a six-year period and created over 13,000 new jobs, doubling the amount of jobs at the airport. Now, that wasn't us. That was all of our partners. And technology played an unbelievable role in that. Our cargo and passenger links play a major role in creating jobs, attracting investment, promoting exports, imports, business and tourism. At the same time, I've developed airports sustainable campus ecosystems to spur innovation. So we have, in honor of campus, six different incubators. And one of them is called Alberta Aerospace Technology Center. And from that incubator grew a company called Cold Chase, which is a technology to track cold chain logistics because there was nothing in the world we could find that would actually meet the needs of the CIV Pharma, the IATA CIV Pharma and Pharma.Aero requirements. So there are many different examples of different things that have driven technology, but 
using technology and blockchain, we're also working in decarbonizing cargo because we believe the next thing of the digitization is one critical component, but decarbonization of the entire aviation ecosystem is really important. So we really want to be seen as a global leader in innovation, particularly with cargo, IoT, autonomous vehicles and drones, which we'll talk a little bit later on blockchain shipment, sensors, and really where you have companies looking at us because we're innovative. And that innovation comes again back to our people. As I mentioned earlier on our ecosystem, we have a willing group of people, whether it be regulators, airline partners, cargo partners, ground handlers, freight forwarders, customs workers, they're really willing to innovate. So this is really what's important. And we believe that beyond technology, the most important thing is a culture of innovation and embracing change. You know, revenue diversification has become a very critical, uh, particularly during the pandemic uh, across all stakeholders in the, in the logistic value chain. Uh, so do you think uh, growing your cargo business is strategically important to revenue diversification for Edmonton International Airport? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I fully agree with, with, the, with what you're asking in that the cargo, cargo drives economic benefit to the region. It also drives revenue to the airport. It drives real estate investment and vertical assets. It, dr it drives people who then go and shop at a restaurant or shop in our outlets at a shopping center. So cargo plays a major role in our airport ecosystem and our regional air 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 ecosystem in the Edmonton metropolitan region. And it has opportunities not only for import, but also for export, which is really important. The plane coming in, maybe bringing goods in, but going out, it allows companies to spool up their exports and access new markets. So Air Kroger has been growing significantly even before the pandemic, and it's accelerated now. We've seen that through the pandemic. We believe it, it, continue, it does and it will continue to play a major role in diversification. And strategically as well, a pillar of our, our goals is sustainability. And our cargo business and our commercial developments are, are needing much attracted revenue or driving much attracted needed revenue in 2021 to continue to focus on attracting investment. So investment begets investment. The more we have, the more you get. And so we believe cargo is a key foundational pillar. Technology driving that innovation is a key foundational pillar as well. You know, tell us some of the recent developments in infrastructure development at Edmonton as you build your cargo business uh, for future. Uh, I believe there are quite a lot of substantial investment going into cold chain facilities, increasing the size of your cargo warehouses. Uh, if you can highlight some of those recent investment as well as the future uh, investment into cargo infrastructure. There's investment from all different partners. And, and uh, what, what I we really find interesting is that the ecosystem has come together by everyone from airlines, freight forwarders, customs brokers, real estate developers, our governments recognizing the importance of logistics and, and supply chains, um, as well as ourselves. So there's been hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars invested and hundreds of millions of dollars more being invested in new aprons, new warehouses for cargo handling, Airline for airlines and integrators, new dedicated roadway access to pr provide trucking connectivity because everything ends up in a last mile or first mile, either by a truck or by a drone or some other autonomous system. The National Trade Quarters Fund, which is a Canadian government initiative to drive trade connections, they've invested money in the airport in the form of a grant to propel supply chains forward. A lot in the cold trade space, as you mentioned earlier, and Edmonton is the only airport in Canada that's CIV certified under IATA, and that drove a lot of investment in things like coolers and cold chain. We have the full range of temperature control right down to the minus 92 freezers at the airport. And of course, also driven by Farmer Aero. And right now we're in the consultation and planning on over 2000 acres of just over 800 hectares of land for a new sustainable logistics park, which we believe will be one of the most green logistics parks in the world. Tell us some of the recent and um, important 
digitalization initiatives that you led at the airport uh, for the air cargo stakeholders uh, you did make a mention about number of initiatives that you are doing with uh, with the companies that are located within the within the lab uh, so if you can give us some of very specific um, uh, digitalization initiatives at the airport for the cargo division yeah, sure. Absolutely. The airport itself is working with the partners. It's not just something we're doing. I'll use examples of partnerships with a company like Air Canada and Revo, which is digitizing the supply chain so that small and medium enterprise businesses can access global markets, utilizing belly capacity and freight within the bottom of their aircraft. So it's really done two things. It's created more just-in-time logistics for small and medium enterprise businesses, which allows them to compete with global giants at a much lower cost. So that product called Air Canada Revo has been extremely important for us. And we brought our small and medium enterprise businesses into that supply chain uh, to help them access global markets. So much, much success in that. Uh, I mentioned earlier on the cold chase uh, side, which is the temperature tracking. It's a software as a service model people can do. And that those trackers have been sent all over the world um, and allows customers to be able to track and uh, their products. And a funny story, when we actually shipped some of those products by another company, that company couldn't find them. We turned the tracker on remotely and told them exactly where they were within their warehouse. So it's those sorts of initiatives that are done not just by ourselves, but with a partnership that actually makes that possible. Let's talk about uh, e-commerce and express cargo shipment. Uh, I think speed to market is also becoming a very critical and the ability for the shippers to track and trace where the shipment is. Uh, if you can give us a sense of how you are deploying technology to improve cargo operations within the airport. Sure, no, great question. I think a couple of things, and I'll just go a little bit on one of the things we're working on for future focus first, and then jump back to what we've done. We are replacing in the process of replacing and looking at our entire baggage handling system in the airport. But we approach it not from a baggage handling system, we approach it from an e-commerce platform perspective. And why? Because everything is a box, whether it's a suitcase or not, it's treated the same. So we're looking at our airport, should airports be looking at their baggage systems in a different manner? We believe they should. And that's the approach we're actually taking to our major, most critical piece of infrastructure within the main terminal building, which is the heart of our airport, the baggage system. So on that, we believe that the physical infrastructure and the digital technology work in harmony. I really, I really truly believe this. It's really important. So on the digital side, we're partnering with trade associations. We're increasing understanding and use of blockchain and supply chains. And we have some of our team members actually sitting on one of my colleagues sitting on the blockchain society, blockchain associations to drive adoption of blockchain within logistics. We're supporting adoption of sensor technologies for monitoring, tracking and tracing and using IoT gateways and hubs on the ground in warehouses, but also into the aircraft. And then ultimately the sensor on the other side of wherever the flight may end up. And on the physical infrastructure, when it comes to e-commerce, there's a requirement for multiple trucks to move parcels to fulfillment centers, other business. And this requires free flowing of trucks, commercial traffic. So expanding our physical infrastructure, our highway access, and the tracking and monitoring of that through real-time monitoring our traffic and control lights on our, on our tra traffic monitoring systems to ensure there's better access to and from our cargo village. So really harmony of those two is really important to make it possible. Myron, uh, how strongly do you feel that the future of freight is digital? I'm not specifically saying any specific mode of transport across all modes of transport of the freight uh, is the future of freight is digital. Uh, it's not just the future, it's today. So those that aren't digital today and aren't digitizing today, um, we become replaced, we become disrupted. So 
it's not just the future, it's today, it's the present is digital. In order for air carriers to increase their share of B2C market, they, they need tools. In order for you know customs brokers, freight forwarders, it's the digitization of the supply chain and visibility in the supply chain for the customer. I know if I want to order something online, I want to know where it is tracked through the entire process. And there's no reason why with today's tools that that cannot be done. So we've been working with partners in Asia, Europe, and the Middle East to accomplish this. All of us order things online and uh, we expect our vendors to kind of deliver and we also expect them to give us the complete control on monitoring where the shipment is. Uh, what are your mid to long term vision to make air cargo easier, smarter and faster for your customers and partners? Because at the end of the day, you would want to delight your customers and partners. Absolutely. And Reggie, if I just go back to the last question you asked, I failed to mention our partners here in Canada and in North America, which we have a lot of our great airline partners, our freight forwarders, our customs brokers, and our regulators, right? And authorities. It just makes a huge difference having that ecosystem. But jumping forward, what to midterm and long term? Uh, and what does it look like for customs partners? Absolutely agree. When I order something, I want to be able to track it from the time it left wherever it's going through the entire ecosystem supply chain. And I actually tend to order, and my family and my kids tend to order from those that can actually see the supply chain and have visibility into that supply chain. So if the consumer is demanding it, we have to adapt. And so we're enabling and integrating new technologies in our, with our ecosystem partners that own the cargo, to book the cargo, to move the cargo, and communicate between each other seamlessly, even through our networks. We're using our airport, our Edmonton Air, International Airport, Airport City Sustainable Campus as a living lab to test and drive adoption of new technologies. And we're continuing to work with regulators as partners in the process because they really control what data can be shared or not shared, how quickly customs can control and clear things, when things can be pre-cleared or post-cleared, and how do you actually do that? So working with the government and opening, we're also, sorry, working with the government to open international trade lanes. So with different countries and regulatory regimes, why can we not work between Canada and India and have a, a, a bilateral agreement that will allow cargo to be pre-cleared before it enters or leaves each country. There, these with technology, you can achieve a lot of the security regulations, a lot of the, the information regulations that are needed in advance. So why aren't those things that we can actually pursue as organizations, as airports and as countries? Marinda, tell us about the new technologies that you are really passionate about and something that you keep following and those that will help, uh, that, that you think will help air cargo industry to deliver better, lower cost and always be sustainable. I think efficiencies in the operations, uh, lowering cost uh, and today sustainability has become very critical to uh, every business organization. So what are those uh, technologies that you are really passionate about and you think that uh, these will help uh, air cargo in the long run? This is really around driving digitization, using blockchain and IoT to drive digitization, increasing visibility in supply chain, decreases time, cost, and environmental footprint. So those are all really important. So visibility into it, I think, is one important part, tracking and sensing technology. Digitizing the freight forwarding process, really important, and that's being done all over the world. And simplifying how a small business integrates into supply chain, really important, because there's a lot of small businesses, if you can mandate not mandates the wrong word, but if you can assist in the pickup of all those individual goods from all these different businesses and lower the carbon footprint and lower their costs at the same time, it's great for everyone. And that will be done through digitization. But we're also focused on SAF, sustainable aviation fuel, and in the future hydrogen. The first part of mail that actually moved was moved by a hydrogen balloon 237 years ago from Dover to France. And we'll be going back in 2035, Airbus has a hydrogen aircraft. That's what they're committing to publicly. So it's really those sorts of things. And then really autonomous systems and drones. We really believe that autonomizing last mile and first mile is going to be critical and drones will play a big part of that.
that's my last question and it's about uh, drones and how Edmonton is also becoming a key hub for uh, cargo drones including uh, so what is the big plan uh, to integrate cargo drones into the overall aviation and air cargo vision of the airport yeah great question i would say first of all when we speak about drones we always say at the beginning safety and security is our top priority as an airport so public please don't bring your drone to an airport and fly it you can't fly them in canada within 5.6 kilometers of an airport but we really believe that drones and the integration of drones into the airport including cargo but also in airport operations and in wildlife safety are really important so we've partnered ourselves with drone delivery canada air canada zing final mile and apple express to put in canada's first scheduled glass mile cargo drone delivery and we believe in doing so we're setting the groundwork not only for cargo delivery and expediting cargo delivery re reducing environmental footprint but also for the future of eVTOL drones that will carry people now they won't be drones people will think of them as drone but the amount of investment that's being made in that is substantial so cargo like always back to the balloon first thing that moved was not a bunch of people it was actually mail it'll be the same thing with with cargo leading and, and logistics which will end in leading to people so for us we believe that the change is happening right now we're doing drones we launched it last week on friday with our partners to do cargo package with a sparrow drone we believe what's happening and what will continue to occur is that will increase the range increase the payload and lay the foundation for advanced air mobility as we talked about and just as we were working together, we're looking at our master plans. We have to ensure, and I think every airport needs to ensure this and every community, how does VTOL play into their master planning? Whether a business park who's developing a business park industrially, how are you going to connect to, to VTOL for passenger and cargo movement, cargo movement first, passenger second, but how do you make sure that the airport ecosystem is that? And Jason Berry, the VP of Air Canada Cargo, recently said that the drone network will be an extension of their traditional cargo network. So this is just one of the many things that are going to happen that'll change how cargo gets delivered to every one of us. Can you just give us a sense of uh, how many deliveries do you do uh, on, on daily basis uh, since the launch that happened last Friday? Sure, so we're, we're flying, we flew it for about three weeks in advance just doing trial tests. Um, and we fly a package every hour for about, we do about 10 packages a day that way. And we're building up as we go along to, to, uh, to increase frequency as it is a brand new form of transport. Within, within the Canadian aviation system. So this is only possible with great partners like NAV Canada, Transport Canada, the Natural Research Council, Canadian Advanced Air Mobility, and of course, all the partners are actually participating in that agreement. And when do you expect to uh, also deploy the other uh, other drones that are, cargo drones that are within uh, Drone Delivery Canada with the higher payload and uh, longer distance? Yeah, that's a great question. We'll stay tuned, Reggie. We'll come back for another show to talk about, about that. I would say our drone journey has been six years. We started integrating drones six years ago off-site and then moved it closer to the airport working with our great regulators and that has driven a large and substantial interest in drones and the future of drones beyond just the drone itself high in cargo i think what's also interesting is seeing the ad ad adaptation and the future of going back to hydrogen just like a hot air balloon that carried cargo you're going to see drones in hydrogen and that's a really interesting you know everything new is old and everything old is new again uh example Martin. Thank you so much. It was a delight to have you join us in this episode of Logistic Tech Dialogues. Thank you very much. And, and thank you to all your viewers for tuning in.
That was Myron Keane, Vice President Air Service and Business Development at Edmonton International Airport. Join me next Thursday as I bring you a new guest in a fresh episode of Logistic Tech Dialogues presented by Kale Logistics Solutions. Until next Thursday, take good care and be safe.